talk about no priorities. That's K-N-O-W priorities. I'm Randy Skopasek, and in this podcast, we'll talk with people in the industry about product prioritization. Our guest today is Joe Albanese. He's the regional sales manager at Identity Finder. He has worked in the sales channel for over 15 years, covering information management and cloud computing markets. His experience covers an array of companies like Simplicity, EMC, Excelion, and GenX and Iron Mountain. You can find him on LinkedIn or on Twitter at jalbanese74. That's A-L-B-A-N-E-S-E. Communication is always a flawed problem, but every time I talk to people, it's like, oh, well, you didn't talk to them. You didn't talk to them. Like, okay, well, now when you talk to them, like I asked a couple of people, um, you know, how many ways do you have to reach out to your customers? If that's the only people you're talking to, well, we've got Facebook, we've got LinkedIn, we've got Twitter, we've got email, we've got fax, we've got phone calls, we've got user conventions. You know, the list just keeps on going. It's like- It does. Yeah, the the channels are there, um, but yeah, but it's it's a lot of noise. (laughs) It's it's a lot of noise. So I've been working on on that. You know what? How do you get a final priority list done? Okay. Um, So, like from a product manager's standpoint, uh, they got a. You've always got someone, either a single person or it's like small team. It's finally deciding, you know, regardless of what sales is saying, regardless of what customers are saying, regardless of what CEO is saying, this is what we're going to do next. You know, they, they yeah. got to go in there and tell the team, this is, this is it. This is it. This is, you know, yeah. um, here's the roadmap react. Here's the roadmap yeah. for the next quarter. And that's you, all I'm going to show you. Yeah. You pivot and you from got there red, and green, and yellow. That's right. <laughs> <Red, green, yellow. laughs> yeah. So, yeah. um, so the, the research and the process that I keep going through is trying to get that result focusing on that working backwards instead of fixing the communication problems, which they both go hand in hand anyway. So uh, focusing on the delivery of what we're going to do. Yeah. The, okay. On, on what needs, on, on what needs to happen. And, and then backing into how it's going to, how we get there. Yeah. Backing in how you get there. It, so here's From a communication perspective and prioritization perspective. Yeah. And, okay. and obviously you can't take one out without the other. No. Um, and, you know, the customer cares about execution, which is the combination of the two of those. But, you know, I'll, I'll give you this example. Um, so you ask a customer, uh, you give them the three things that they, you're willing to work on, whatever, whatever, getting the feedback. You can, we'll either make it faster, we'll make it better, we'll make it cheaper. You know, the generic mm-hmm. things. And they're, they're like, well, okay, on a scale of one to five, tell me what, what they are. And then they, they rate them all five. And you're like, now what? Right, because they're um, all equal priority. Yeah, they're all, they're all the top priority. Or you get that from the CEO. They're all, well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's the less priorities, and then here's the more priorities. But the top priorities, that's what you do. And Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> It's just a whole heap of stuff. So, um, 
Yeah. I, so working on that, um, now your job is typically in the sales account. It's always around. been, yeah. It's always, yeah. always been. Basically, it's, it's interesting because it was always up. I was business to business sales in at Iron Mountain for a decade. And then I went to Ingenix, which I was hired B2B, but then they switched to 100% channel. So they said, Joe, you're going to run the agent channel and go that way and direct yeah. deals like we had. And then then from there, I went to Excellion, which was an enterprise file stick and share solution uh, leader in the Garten Gartner's quadrant. Really, very good solution. The company just wasn't nimble enough, and the space was totally blowing up at that time. And then you had that I we kept losing deals, frankly, to EMC. Uh, I, I court like um, a good example is AbbVie Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Court them for like a six thousand user deal. It was like three hundred five hundred thousand dollars, and then they were like, you know, it's a six month sales cycle, and you qualify everybody out. And then at the end of the sales cycle, they're like, oh, well, we have a thirty million dollar relationship with the MC and they just threw half a million dollars of this <laughs> sink and share solution in there. So we're going with that. And I'm like, God, I'm like, that happened a couple times. So, so I'm going to go to EMC. So I went to EMC and that job was really cool because it was, it was sales, but it was more product evangelist. Like you would go, your job was, I was a product specialist. So I was an overlay. I supported over 200 reps throughout the Midwest, 400 accounts. And basically they had a million euros to hunt with. So I was like, here's how you hunt with mine. Just ask these three simple questions. And if you uncover a qualified opportunity, my engineer and I bring me in and my engineer and I will run the sales campaign and make you money. And then it would, that was really fun. Um, got to go give talks like at big events, like movie screens on each side with like usher type microphone right behind your <laughs> ear, you know, it was, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. And um, the unfortunate thing about that was, so in January of this year, so last year, the reps that all sold our products got paid 2x commission and they had quarterly, so, you know, EMC was my channel, right? Yeah. So, so at the, in one one came and EMC as a company missed their mark uh, last year. So they said, we're going to focus on what we do. We're going to focus on the storage reps, focus on selling Iceland, focus on selling, you know, all of the, you know, EMC gear. Extreme IO, all that stuff. And so, and then, by the way, you're only going to get paid 1x on specialty products like Simplicity and you and you don't get quota relief. So those guys are all coin-operated, man. So our channel evaporated. And Q1 was a bloodbath. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. And so come Q2, I called my boss. I'm like, look, you and I need to talk. I'm like, because that was a terrible quarter. This quarter's not going to shape up any better. Um, you know, nobody is selling right now. And really it was kind of telling not only of, you know, that we couldn't stand on our own. Um, we just were another one of the enterprise file stick and share vendors out there. But more importantly, being attached to EMC was killing us. Like they were killing us as a business. So I started looking internally, looked externally. The internal process was not going fast enough. I found that this company pursued me pretty hard. They gave me what I wanted, went to bat, went and got me what I wanted from a money perspective, which was great. And then I resigned on a Wednesday. The following Monday on Bloomberg, I saw EMC divest and sell simplicity to private, wow. private equity. And Sounds like perfect timing. I know. And then the next day, internally, the announcement goes out and like, my CEO is whacked. 
CMO whack. A lot of people, I'm like, oh no. So it was good time. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. and you know, I'm trying to help my friends out. And, you know, trying to get them placed anywhere I can. You know? Yeah. So, I guess from the role you've, you've traditionally played, what do you find is like the most? say most has the more challenging things on trying to get uh, the ball pushed forward, the progress done inside the company around the product. I'll tell you what, in smaller companies, the hardest thing is you could be working a big deal and someone could be working a bigger deal. And this happened actually at EMC. So simplicity wanted they had a big deal on the table with Verizon. And so one of the initiatives internally, because we had bought AirWatch, we owned AirWatch from an MDM standpoint, but most of our customers, we were seeing mobile iron and we, they wanted us to integrate with their SDK. Okay. You know, we need to integrate. So, um, we had prioritized that, but because Verizon, you know, and we said, we'd raise our hands. That was, we said, they said at our QBR, list the top five things you want. So we did. And the mobile iron integration was number one. But because Verizon and deal size drove, it was like a million dollar deal. They're like, this takes priority. We're going for the AirWatch integration first. And we're all, all, the rest of us are sitting there like, what? And they lost that deal. And so there we are. Nobody wins. And so that was really challenging to try and, to try and, to be asked what you wanted and as an organization, a sales org, you tell them mm-hmm. and then, you know, being trumped by try, a company trying to be nimble and secure revenue, yeah. that all sucked because I, I understand it, but we lost all around. I mean, so my, my, I guess I would say if you prioritize something, you stick to it. And that red, yellow, green, like our product roadmap, it was a green is what's coming out this quarter. We would only publish it for, for our customers every quarter. You can go talk about your about green with your customers. Yellow, you can talk about it, but it's subject to change. And green, don't do it because it's just a concept at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so having someone, having things get on the list that the, the dollar figures automatically make the company trump its whole process that yes what screws things up yeah yeah and that's that's a not a good way to run a company i don't think um, yeah. i think there should be a method to your madness yeah yeah i mean do you and i might think of a couple of cases of this uh probably not the state but do you ever see like things get Put on the list where it's not money driven, but you get—I don't know, maybe C level or something like that. Come down, and just say that's great that you talked about all this, but we're going this way. You no, know, I've been fortunate enough where I've been in orbs, but they did—we did have somewhat of a voice. Like they asked us, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing where I am now. That, that, that you've got a voice. Um, so, do, do you ever know how much that voice is, though? No, no, you don't. Um, I, I think that that's you know any soldier you know in an organization like us, you never know. 
that, like, for example, I, I just, you know, with this whole, like, perfect example was when on the 1st of January, they told EM, EMC told Simplicity that whole message, like, hey, nobody's getting paid on this, and, or everyone's getting paid, but no quarterly. Our CEO had no idea that was coming. Yeah. It was a huge red flag. So that's a perfect example <laughs> of what you just said, where C-Level's like, yeah, core business didn't work out last time, we're trimming the fat, you know, with no warning. Yeah. So. Yeah. What, well, I mean, as a... As an account rep, a sales rep, um, would you would you feel more committed to the company, or or do you feel like you'd have more standing with the customer if you knew what you know how much the say was? Like if if you you know you're talking about a stable yeah. way of prioritizing things, and if if you knew say um, whatever the whatever the customers have to say, they get a clean. 30%, 40%, just, I'm just tossing numbers out there. And sure. then you on top of it, get another X percent of the total way. Would you feel like, yeah, I, you know, I know how, um, I know better how to deal with this. I know, um, I feel more empowered by it. Or do you feel like that would just make people game the system? That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I think that there would be salespeople are selfish, and I think that what? they. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, not you. I know. At <laughs> the end of the day, I think that the latter would probably happen more. I do. I think that people would say, "Okay, you want this? I want this." You know, if there's a system in place that's going to give us weight, unless it was always fifty-one forty-nine to the company. You know, where you're, you can never exceed the threshold. Yeah. Maybe. Well, like a good example of this is um, you got a company that you have, say, 10 sales reps on there. So you're obviously representing what you know in the industry, your own knowledge and experience, and all your customers out there. So if, if the customers themselves had X percent, I'll throw that 30% out there, and the sales department themselves, if they had a clean 10, 20, some. So it was more customer driven. It, however, you know, segmented, not saying like you, Joe, you get 10% of the overall right. say, saying like this group of people sure. get it. And then, you know, it'll rebalance what it means in between the groups. So the only way you can kind of game the system per se is you and your customers get on the same page. Uh, but I. How many times does that happen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, but I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I think that that could work. Uh, I think it would. I think it would spark communication, which is ultimately what you want, right? What you're driving towards, um, because it would. If, if they did indeed, let's say, and I hate to keep reverting back to the buck the system you know, example, but if they wanted to, that would force like, Hey, you know, let's do this. Or like the whole sales team, Hey, we have to collectively unite in order to have a voice that's heard at least 10% in this example, aggregate. Right. So, um, so if you're driving towards increasing communication to increase streamlined, you know, uh, I guess you could say product management or prioritization, 
yeah. uh, prioritization, that may work. Um, I think it's an interesting approach. Um, but uh, collaboration is what every tool is out there for now, right? Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll toss this uh, kind of concept out there. So one of the things that I, I had built um, goes along with this, and I'll, I'll send you a copy of it because, yeah. Okay. <laughs> send you a free copy of okay. it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's a, a priority calculator, just an okay. Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't include okay. everything that we put together, but it includes enough that you can toy around with stuff like that. And, you know, I, I try and this is where some of my questions were kind of coming from, because like um, one of those tools that's out there on the web right now is like user voice. I, I tend to use them quite a bit because actually for quite a while, I actually really liked them. Um, sometime recently they took a, their free accounts offline. I don't know when that happened. So I'm like, man, I can't even recommend them anymore. Cause <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to make a profit. I, I totally, totally get that. But well, what are they charging? 500 bucks a month. Whoa. Really? So it, well, what is user voice? What is that? That's a uh, lot. It, it's a community um, tool to discuss your product, to vote up, to, um, you know, have the feedback loops. And it's actually, it's a nice community tool. I, I, I can't fault it for that at all. Mm. Um, they, they've got like a six month on ramp thing where it's free for the 60 days or something like that. So they, they've got a nice way of dealing with that and they try and work with you, but sure they, they, they cut it off <laughs> at there. Um, so, <laughs> but, um, the thing was, so user voice for the most part is the most progressive company that I've noticed out there for that type of thing about getting feedback in, in that sense, um, prioritize feedback from customers and such. But even in their sense, what they do is, um, so that case of better, faster, or cheaper, if those three ideas are on the table, um, basically they just say, Joe, you know, you've got, um, five votes, and you can place up to three of those votes on anything you want. Mm -hmm. One, two, oh, or that's three. Cool. So it's okay. a waiting system, and it and it's constructed. And it's odd. Yeah, like a well, odd number. They, it doesn't they, matter. Yeah, they yeah. pick something else. Maybe it was ten votes or something. I sure. But it's a it's a small constrained amount, so that you're resource constrained, which mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. um, Mm. and and stuff like that and so it's, it's really clever. good so people like you know I, I value this thing more i'm going to put three and at some point you're like you can't vote for everything so you you're required to stop or rearrange mm. um that's cool and yeah it, it's really yeah. cool i have to give them credit for that uh quite a bit because the rest of the stuff out there it's typically systems of you know like this or you sure. see in the comments plus one you're like that's great it's like survey hockey but I'll, I'll tell you this so from that, what are you trying to get from the customer? From the priority perspective? Yeah. So when, when using... You're trying to understand what they want, you know, what's important to them. Yeah. Sure. So you understand this a lot better than probably most where you're having to interact with them. So I mean, you'll yeah. straight, you've done this before to me, like you straight out ask, what do you want? Yeah. You know, you just, know. just tell me. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's the part I keep finding missing in all these things. Like just ask, what do you want in what order? 
just right. number one, number two, number three. And that is what all of those other calculations are trying to come back and make assumptions on what that person wants. You know, mm. if you think of that waiting system, all they're trying to do is calculate back person wants they this want. more than that versus that. And it's not even in any of those systems out there. Mm. So That's interesting, but it's true. You're right. Yeah. So you built, did you build a spreadsheet then of your own that calculates yeah. that in a, in a way? Yeah. Well, I, I built an API too, but I'm going to be doing some things with that for other people. And um, I'll make a user product also. Um, but yeah, the spreadsheet things like, I don't know, I'm still working on what the price is, but not much. This little thing you can buy and use it as much as you want kind of thing. Cause it's a spreadsheet. I don't hide or lock down anything. So you don't, but and you should, I mean, if there's formulas in there, you should do that. Obviously yeah. there are. So here, here's the, here's the catch for me. So if, if the act of prioritizing and admittedly, this is my own kind of closed eye view. If the act of prioritizing is so locked up, the knowledge around it's so locked up, um, how can I best influence out, out the door for other people? Mm. And the first thing I did was like, you know, I made it an API. I mean, you can go out there right now. I put it up on Mashape. I'll probably take it off though. Um, because of some of these other things. Um, and you know, anyone can just connect up to it and calculate all that stuff up to like 10 million people. How do you, uh, do you get reports on who's hooking up to that? Um, it'll tell me, but yeah, I'm, cool. I'm not, uh, yeah, like I'm not focused. Well, are, well, I guess my question is, are people using it? No, no, they're not. No. Okay. And, and the reason that I've, I ran into this talking to people is the same thing. They just, don't know. They, they don't know why, you know, it's that part of sales where like you, you have a product that does something of benefit, but the people don't understand it. And so the gap is education. And so I'm, I'm actually recircling the whole thing. And one of the things I promised to do before I'm working on now. So that whole engine I'm going to be putting on GitHub as open source free for everyone. Wow. But the thing for spreadsheet user level products and stuff like that, it'll cost money and I'll put an ebook out there. It costs money, that kind of stuff. Sure. So I, I didn't mean to jump into all that stuff. Um, it, so yeah. So how do you get people to, how do you take it to market? Basically it's kind no, of what you're no, asking. I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm not trying to inquire to you and how the heck. No, but it sounds like, you know, that's the question, right? How do you get people to, ask that question well, or understand what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm going through uh, stuff like this, the podcast, uh, make an ebook. I've got an email course, um, going through some other educational things out there, making the spreadsheet, which is, you know, dirt cheap for what it is. And so that's kind of the start of, you know, just educate people open source there. So, you know, let, let people kind of, uh, ride on that and, you know, call me out for things that don't work or things that sure. are right. Um, but you know, the algorithm as it is right now is, um, you can include every single individual or proxy, which in, um, as an account rep, you're kind of in that middle stage where you may have none of your customers that want to, to participate at all. So it's up to you to harmonize with what they want sure. and then 
Oh, and then shoot. set your priorities. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Um, um, well, that harmonization, that relies on relationship. Yeah. And so, you know, that may be one of the challenges, actually, because what I've seen in my, like, when I was at Iron Mountain, you didn't, it depends on the business model. Like, for we didn't get a chance to cultivate relationships with our customers. Like, the, the, the process was um, you sell an account and you own it as a rep for 90 days. And then you mine it for as much revenue as you possibly can in that 90 days. And you introduce them to their account manager and you do that. Yeah. So, yeah. And I didn't like that. You don't um, own it. You don't. And so you can't harmonize with that. That would be that would fall on account management. So now with the last, you know, gosh, I mean, in Gen X, I owned you, you know, I managed your account, I owned your account, and every model from that, every business I've been since, same thing, which is the way it should be, until you grow too much, where you have to kind of create those layers, um, you know, because there just becomes a point where you can't manage everything, like understand when this renewal is coming up. Hey, this customer wants this, and this customer wants this. And there's, you've got a hundred plus customers. It's just, you'll never, your head will explode, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but that's an interesting. It's an in, that's an interesting idea. Um, I really, I wish I could have seen that. Uh, what's it called? The, the, the one that charges five hundred dollars. Oh, what's user voice. User voice. That's pretty cool. That's a very good idea. Um, yeah. So you're kind of like just doing that in a different way. Um. Kind of. I mean, the, the part, the big difference, and I may not have much of a choice on this as I get into user level product more, um, is having to deal with the community side. Because there's, you, you, you know, products like User Voice and things up on GitHub and in various places, they kind of intertwine discussing something with people and then taking what trying to reap through that and decide what to do. Um, and, and that can always be problematic. Like uh, I've seen this uh, even for, you know, Microsoft as an example, they used user voice and (laughs) an unfortunate side effect to that is depending on how you're calculating or summing all that stuff up, you get people who leave things of value, like, Like I might go on there and say, oh man, I really want this thing. And I haven't come back for like a year and it just never made it on the product roadmap for you, but it doesn't matter to me anymore. So there's no depreciation of it mm-hmm. either. So that's, that's a good point over time. Yeah. Cause yeah. priorities change. Yeah. Yeah. So like some of the stuff that I, you know, the stuff that I'm working on is strictly or more, more relating to just the prioritization and how I have to kind of roll out of that because if I can't help solve prioritization, then the rest of it just kind of doesn't matter. It's like everyone sitting around talking at a table for, yeah, for me. Yeah, no, I agree. That, no, but that that's a logical statement. Um, so, yeah, that was like something built into the API right now. So as an example, um, it depreciates every by default depreciates every 30 days. So, you know, if someone doesn't even reconfirm that that's what they wanted, uh, they lose 30% of the value of whatever they're 
whatever they had to say every month until the same month. Okay. So, so in 30 days it drops 33% and so on and so on. You can change it, but that makes sense because that's a business quarter. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's basically saying like, you know, you're being included in this and stuff changes and, you know, in 30 days and 60 days, 90 days, if you haven't even been able to say, yeah, that's fine. Exactly how it is. That's what I want. Who who knows if that's what you want? Who knows? Right. But no, that makes sense. Uh, that's actually the, that's a really good idea because I think that depreciation is huge. And what if someone leaves the company? Yeah. You know, why why should their their voice doesn't matter anymore? Yeah, Although it might, might not. because it's but it's but included the in those calculations currently. It is included in the. You're right, but it's also the voice of the customer, right? Or mm-hmm. or could be. Could. On behalf of their customer, and their customers don't really be there. They just don't have a face. Unless that whole side of the company goes away. Right. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so. Yeah, that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, what what do you feel kind of works and and doesn't work when you're trying to gather your customers' feedback uh, um, to to determine what they want done? So what works is just flat out asking, um, like you, like we've already established. Uh, what doesn't work is multiple emails. What doesn't work <laughs> is, hey, let's you know let's hop on a conference call with you know uh, let's huddle with you know a bunch of people. To me, um, it's direct communication, mm-hmm. and then because nothing gets lost in translation, or nothing, or something isn't interpreted differently by an individual. It's clear and it's one-to-one and then that individual takes it to where it needs to be. That's what works best. What doesn't work is, hey, let me uh, set up a Dropbox folder and I'm going to share it with you and, you know, let's put some ideas in there and tell me what you want. Here's our roadmap. You know, let's say I'll publish our roadmap for the current quarter to you from a product perspective, which is what we used to do at DMC. Let me know your thoughts on that. And then... They could come back and say, you know, they could share, you know, they may have multiple people looking at that information. Then it gets convoluted. You know, granted, that's still a customer voice, but it kind of negates that whole direct line of communication one-to-one. So in my opinion, um, what works the best is, first of all, the audience, in terms of my customer, has to be the right person who can make decisions on their end. That, that, if I'm talking to a lower left guy who just, you know, is you know, puffing up like a pufferfish to, you know, yeah, you know, just I'm this, I'm that. That's not who I want to talk to. I want to talk to somebody who has a voice within the organization and can tell me what they want based on what that company's vision is as it associates to the product that I'm bringing to the table. And if they can clearly do that for me, then I can clearly take that messaging back to whoever it may be on my end product-wise and say, hey, you guys, this feature enhancement or this feature request is relevant. It's coming from the CIO or the CTO. Here's why it's important to them. Here's from a value standpoint what it means to our organization. How can we prioritize this? That's it's simple, right? Uh, but yeah. it really it's direct lines of communication with the right people. So, so do you ever cut out those other people? Like I know you said you go into the CIO, but do you feel like the other people who might still be responsible uh, replying or I know they're not cutting the check, 
but right. they're part of that other organization and such. Well, yes, yes and no. I mean, they're influencers. And like from a sales standpoint, you've got yeah. you know, your influencers, your decision makers, and your buyers. And it's just all a matter of, okay, you know, first of all, where am I starting? Am I starting at, you know, the lower left or am I starting at a director level that has a direct line to where, you know, the person who's going to write the check and it's not all about the person who writes the check. It's all about the person who, frankly, that's purchasing. Those are the last people <laughs> I want to talk to. <laughs> the people I want to talk to are the people that understand the vision and the direction. So it doesn't matter if it's a CIO or a director. If that person says, hey, clearly, this is why we're doing this. This is what I was tasked with, let's say. I was tasked with this by so-and-so. This is what we want. Your product does this. Can it do this too? Mm, well, that's a roadmap item. So why do you need it to do that? Well, here's exactly what we're looking for. We think you can do it. We love this, this, and this about your product, but we really needed to do this. Can it? Let me go see where that is. And if the deal, frankly, and this does drive money, drives everything, right? It was just like I told you. If the deal is, if it's a smaller company like I'm working for now, and I said, hey, listen, you know, this feature enhancement is a, a huge ask by, you know, Indiana Lumbermans and they're willing to spend a million dollars on this if we can get it to them it's quarterable within the next six months um, think about that here's why they want to do it and here's the business case and the justification um, typically it's done uh, but it but then what I would do is I bring at that point in time what I what I do is I say okay the person who came to me with that request let me get my head of product and whoever's asking that together and you get that alignment, and yeah. that's and that's when you bring in. You know, we all sit at the table, mm -hmm. but you have that. You still have that direct communication, um, and then you have it at the right level. So I don't cut those people out because that's cutting off your nose to spite your face. They are important um, because you never. You, it's like you never know who you're talking to, right? But at the same time, you know if they say, you know. Our, our CTO needs this out of your product and here's why he's tasked me with this or she's tasked me with this, then, okay, I'm all ears. Let's talk about it and then let's see what we do. I mean, it's pretty simple. Again, it's what he wants and how do we get there, right? Yeah. So to answer your question, no, I don't always cut them out. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to suggest you cut everyone out or anything. Just, no, but you know. It's, I mean. a, it's a good delineation. I, you know, if you only have so much time in the day to to go after things and so you you have to go after like you said people with the vision the people that are writing the checks the whole you got to bring set. it all together you're kind of the conductor yeah you know that's a sales guy's job is to understand uh, i'll give you a good example uh, mm -hmm. ncr you know point of sale you know they're out of date in ohio big big company uh they bought like ten thousand licenses of simplicity for three years while I was there. And it was interesting because we were brought in uh, by EMC. You know, there was a customer sat issue going on, which is always the best way to be brought in, right? These guys are pissed off. Here, maybe you can solve the problem. Good luck. And so what happened was <laughs> they had bought a backup solution for their laptops. It was called Avamar. Well, they used, yeah, they're, they're, their particular the use case was we have 500 executives that need to back up their my documents folder structure just file level backup on their PCs. Um, okay, well they bought it and then 
the problem is that they, their, their, their environment is not our, their global environment is not architected very well because it all comes into their data center and bandwidth. They throttle it down to like dial-up speeds. And so Avamar, <laughs> I mean, literally, it was terrible. And so Avamar would have, the machines would go to sleep when they would try to, you know, conduct a backup. And Avamar as a product doesn't pick up where it left off. So they were never getting complete backups. Mm. And so they were pissed off. Hey, you see, you sold us a bag of crap. So they brought us in and we had a call with their backup folks. Literally that same day, I got a call from their global collaboration guy. He was like, hey, I'm looking at Box, Dropbox, OneDrive for Business. I want to look at Simplicity. Um, I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting because I was just talking to your backup group and we, we just went through an hour and a half call with them. So that's great. And, you know, you're in an IT organization. So when people have different projects going on in different organizations or silos within a company, they don't necessarily want each other's input. It's my project. I'm doing what I want to do and I'm making my decision. You do your own, right? Yeah. So what happened there for me as the sales guy was literally on calls with Jest yelling. I'm like, this is the most dysfunctional group I have ever come across. It, these calls were three hours just bickering. I'm like, okay, who in their org owns both of these business units? And I found the VP of IT who rolled right up to the CIO. So I called him directly. I'm like, look, dude, I need you to get on a call because to be perfectly honest with you, we're running the standstill. I said, you know, we've got a lot of friction going on. These ultimately both roll up to you. Can you please get on the next call with us? And, um, you know, I told him why we were talking to each one. I'm like, can you please get on the next call? And uh, there's too many cooks in the kitchen and just get everybody in line so we can get this deal done. And he was like, well, I can't commit that I'm going to tell him to get the deal done, but I'll be on the call. And so he got on the call. Well, and they that's did. what you can ask for. Yeah. And he, he yelled at him. I mean, they literally started bickering and he stopped and he's like, everybody, get your shit together. There's no phase one. There is no phase two. He goes, get it together and make a decision. And so literally that streamlined everything. Um, and then we got the deal, but the, they were so mean. They were, they, were, they were the worst customer. You're the best. I put you up here. I put them down here. They're so mean. Oh my gosh. They yelled at my CEO. I mean, they were, he actually, he, you know, he's in his ivory tower. This is funny because we got off a call with them and he called me right afterwards because they wanted to brand, they wanted to white label our product and do that. And he started front loading to know. He's like, this was an ask from their CIO, the, the VP I got on the phone. And I'm like, look, I need you to tell well, I'm going to introduce my CEO. You can hear it from him because they didn't want to hear no from me. Nobody wants to hear no from the yeah. sales guy. Carries no weight. So uh, he was front loading the no with, this is our position of things. And the guy just shut him down. He goes, I'm hearing a lot of talking. Are you just going to answer my question or not? And so he was like, oh, okay. He's like, well, no, we don't support that currently. You know, it was very diplomatic about it. And then, yeah. We all parted ways. I got the phone. He's like, hey, man, those guys are real dicks. And I'm like, yeah, they're not really nice. I'm like, welcome to the trenches, my friend. That's what they're like every day. So, you know, but again, it was, that was, again, me trying to get that alignment. So this is what they want because they wanted to the brand. They wanted to be able to create a mobile app that was 
us, our technology, but branded and sync. No, was the answer. And so that alignment was important. And they never, they never asked again. It worked, um, albeit painfully. But, um, so that's what I do. I mean, I know where my voice is not heard at levels within an org and where it is, right? So uh, it's kind of knowing, I think a lot of communication, communicating with your customers is understanding, um, you know, the relationships and who, who like from, how do I phrase this? Um, like I'll give you another, Ford, Ford Motor Company, I couldn't call up to a guy that had to go through another guy. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a military. So, you know, I had to go through this guy to get to him. And so you couldn't use my EMC guys that knew that guy to get to him. So it's like a chess game. And once you get that, you savor it and you leverage it, right? With, with your teammate, essentially. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a constant communication within companies. The bigger they get, frankly, the harder it is. Um, the smaller it is, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to have a voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's fairly easy for, or was for me, however you want to say it, having a, a smaller team. Yeah, um, yeah. And comparing that against, you know, obviously I haven't worked there for now 15, 17 years, something like that. Um, I used to work in the, like the Walmart IT group. Obviously I had no oh. idea what I was doing anyway, but. You know, at that point, you're talking like 2,000-some IT employees. <laughs> yeah. I know I go to my, I know I go to my manager, and that's... That's, that's uh, it. You're <laughs> that's, right. That's a good example. Uh, you have no idea. But... Uh, you're a cog. Yeah. yeah. Well, technically, my, um, uh, my more readily uh, introduction to the IT department was... Um, from cutting through some bureaucracy that I didn't totally know about at the time. Okay. Whatever. We, we worked for a sep. Well, we, we created a, myself and uh, three others used to work on the Sam's club side of things where, gotcha. where they didn't have it like Walmart's it supports Sam's club Sam's. and their home offices are right next to each other. So we were in the Sam's club side, kind of created our own little rogue, IT group and I started to get support questions and it's like surely someone over there in Walmart IT knows this stuff. I know, I know they do. And I just started walking around there and asking people, do you know this? Do you know this? Like everyone, no idea. No. Wow. So, um, maybe I just didn't hit the right cube, but we were, yeah. So right, right. between that and a, yeah, between that and a couple other things, they're like, um, yeah, there's not supposed to be a group over there. So next week, you're over in Walmart IT. That's basically how that worked. Um, <laughs> there's not supposed to be a group. There's not supposed to be IT, an IT. So group. you were shadow IT. Yes, literally. Yes. We, we were. Yes. I, in fact, I, uh, Sam's Club at the time was just rolling out its embroidery service that they have. Okay. I don't know if they still do that or not. Um and so it was like one, two months right after they did that, um, we actually had shirts 
made for us and I still have it upstairs. It's, uh, we named it like Sam's application development. So sad, bad name, but <laughs> it worked out at the time. We're like, yeah. And I went to, I went to some Walmart IT dev training and, and the people are like, what group are you from? Well, I'm from Sam's application development. They're like, Who? I've never heard of them. Like, and then they just kind of shrugged their shoulders and went on about it. But that's great. You guys should have created like an AD group and everything like that for you guys. Oh, uh, well, no, there, there was another group there, um, that did kind of help desk support and there were like two people, which was probably a good idea. And if I recall, they, they were testing something, learning something and it, um, caused some downtime. Um, and it was like 30 minutes maybe from when that happened. You see the Walmart IT people. <laughs> <pick up. laughs> they, they took their toys and went. Um, wow. Yeah. I can imagine that. Machine. That would be a, that was, a, that would be a, uh, yes, I think it'd be a scary place to work. I mean, I, like I, I really campus. enjoyed it. I, I did it. It was, you know, there, there was a thing, um, when we're in, when we were in Sam's club, they used to have this, uh, data entry part. That's actually, you know, cause I started as kind of an intern, whatever there. Um, okay. and, and so did two of my other friends. So out of the four people, three of us were in this same thing and we were data entry. So okay. all the mainframe would kick out, um, the whatever whatever data, um, the reporting system will kick that out. The buyers for a particular category like sports or produce or, you know, cause there's several of those, they go over it, make their slight modifications and then hand that stuff over to a key or it'd sit there and key enter in all of the markdown and liquidations Got it. Um, for Sam's club. And that was an all week thing. So Ugh. you had one person key entering in, I mean, a couple of them didn't take that long, but mine I know did or, or pretty close yeah. to it. So it was like the first week I did that. And then the second week, um, from my mentor and I, I wish I could remember his name, but I just can't. I remember his face. Um, he doesn't work there anymore. Um, but I used Excel because that's the spreadsheet that we got it in. And if you remember Excel has VBA, you familiar with that? Yeah. Excel's got a, a scripting language in it Okay. for other little, like, you know, you can record a macro and that kind of stuff. And so gotcha. okay. he kind of showed me a few things in macro. I already learned some visual basic stuff. And so it kind of met in between. So I took that re, uh, connected it to our kicks mainframe the terminal, not the real thing. So the same thing okay. I literally have to enter into and just made it go straight down the spreadsheet and key enter and everything. Yeah. Uh, so okay. it made sense, you know, you, cause right after the first week, it, you, you go through that and it's like, uh, I think it was the first week. It, it gets shorter every time I remember it. Um, I, I just remember the first time it was just a total pain. And so, and the next time we automate it. And so it went down from a week down to like five minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and it flushed it actually, cause this was a huge difference. Cause as you enter those in, it doesn't flush the, the prices down to the store until that night. And only for the ones you did for the day. 
And so the product doesn't move, the old product doesn't move off the shelf until then. So you also don't get the new stuff. And so if, gotcha. if you're putting that in a perspective, when we put those, when we put this new process in place, mind you, it was a spreadsheet, not some yeah. other like major program that meant on Monday in the morning, all of the liquidations and price reductions were sent that day. So that meant all of the product for the week pretty much moved on Monday, gone. So new stuff had come in. So it was a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, but I guess where I intended on going with this kind of comment was they, you know, you have all these people who had to sit around and do key entry stuff. And uh, after this was done, I mean, technically their job was gone. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, if you took a week down to five minutes, I'm sure they didn't show you the door. Yeah. But, well, <laughs> I mean, and and really? this, this is, this is actually, you know, something I give them props for because I, you know, I see a lot of companies going two different ways. There's investing or, you know, I don't know, expense or investment. You know, you're only spending so much. Do you keep the people and see now what more things you can do or what other, and that's what they do. That's what they do with their employee base. And I was like, that's awesome. I was totally expecting somewhere after the fact when it finally hit me like, Oh no. Um, but yeah, they invested, they invest in their employees and that was, that was really cool. That is cool. Um, That's very cool. Did, I mean, were people like plotting for putting that spreadsheet together? I mean, were they blown away that you just totally decreased, I mean, or increased efficiency um, by like a million they're, percent there. Yeah. I I'd heard some, Yes. Yeah. I got good credit for it. And so did the, our, our team got credit for it. In fact, it's probably hard to see, but I see it. I was noticing that. Is that a Sam's club plaque? Sam's club presented to me for, it's actually says Mac rip master. Um, I was, I was, you know what? I noticed that about 10, like when you first mentioned Sam's, I'm like, that is the Sam's Club plaque. That's cool. Yeah. Is that Harry Potter underneath that or Kiss? What is that underneath that? <laughs> well, that's Potter. a, that's a range. <laughs> that's Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, uh, Lindsey Sterling, Wolverines around the corner. And oh, so you're a comic book. So you're a comic book sci-fi fantasy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Doctor Who and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Ant-Man yet? No. I've got kids, remember? So I don't get to go to movies. Like, oh. Ever. Well. <laughs> I still haven't seen Age of Ultron. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. Because my youngest son doesn't want to go. And, and that was that was fine. Um, I'm not saying it was right for him to go. My oldest son wanted to go. So How old are your kids now? Um. One's seven, the other one's 10, 11, 10, 11, somewhere in there. Maybe a turn 11 this year. Okay. Um, okay. But you yeah. two boys, do you have a daughter? No. No, okay. Yeah, just two boys. That's. Yeah. Well, just, pretty soon. I, I mean, mine, yeah, just. I mean, mine's 16 now. He just took off driving to one of his friends, which is like, uh, like I, I bought him the, the biggest, <laughs> crappiest. Car I could find. I bought this 1999 Suzu Trooper. So it's like this giant box on wheels. And I'm like, look, dude. And he's like, it had a cassette. It had a cassette deck. And he's like, I thought it was awesome. And he's like, what is 
there's no aux cable. There's no aux plug-in dad. I'm like, that's by design. It, I'm like, I don't care about Pandora or Spotify or any of those. Yeah. Your job is to get from point A to point B safely. And if you hit somebody, God, I hope they're okay because you're not going to get hurt. Most likely they will. This thing is huge. And, yeah. you know, and it can't go fast. The thing is slow as shit. So that is by design. Um, he loves it. I'm like, hey, dude, this is nice. I had a 1984 Buick Century two-tone blue. I mean, this thing's way nicer. It's loaded. It actually is in very good condition. It was a friend of mine. Uh, Brad Artis, I don't know if you ever spoke with Brad at Ingenix. He actually was my channel sales guy, and he took my position when I left. He was on calls with us. I, I may have, like I said, there were a few. Nice guy. In the, yeah. There was a revolving door there. Um, you know, so anyway, yeah. Um, your kids will be driving soon, and you'll be able to go to movies when you please, is my point, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Quicker than we, you realize. When, yeah. when, when we built this house, luckily enough, um, we actually built a theater room in right over there. Oh, cool. Um, like tiered seating? No, no, not. How rich do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> well, I see a nice brick out there. It's like a nice office there. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's nice. I'm down here in the basement. It, it's it's a nice place. I'm not going to fault that. Um, no, it's just it's just a room. It it has a projector on top, and it's got cool. some seats in there. So it's. And do they? Does it have? An HDMI input so they can play PlayStation 4 and Xbox on it. That's the question. It has HDMI. We don't have a PlayStation. We do have an Xbox, not an Xbox One. Okay. And that's up yeah. and that's upstairs. And it it's doing the normal Xbox thing where it's trying to die and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Microsoft. Yeah. Well so, Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Microsoft will never die. So, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I keep getting off track. It's, it's fun to talk yeah, with you. Um, yeah, it's so, uh, I guess going back to trying to get voices heard and, and priorities set and that, that pivot point to move forward from, do you ever feel like there's certain, uh, people that are being excluded or um, that should be included in, in in that communication process and in in having a say, um, or what they have to say is getting lost by proxy. You know, um, typically when I talk about proxies, I talk about salespeople and, and such, but customer service and billing is the same way where, you know, you've got an individual person reinterpreting everything and not necessarily doing a great job of it or just forgetting things or, whatever well i think no matter how hard one tries i think there's always going to be a group or individuals that feel like they were left out and that their voice didn't get heard uh, i think that's just human nature um well feeling think, left out is I, i'm a bit hard-nosed on this feeling left out is fine by me if like <laughs> if, if, you know because it, it's like if i yeah, came to at the, least table, during the game yeah. yeah, if I if I came to the table and said, "Look, everyone, just just write down what you want, whatever you want. Just tell me what it is. That's the system we use, whatever that means, and we'll take it from there." And then they don't write down what they want or tell you, and then they're like, "Well, you didn't take me in consideration. You didn't talk to me or, or whatever." And like, 
sorry, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. cater to your needs in the way you want to tell me, but right, I gave right, you right. the opportunity anyway. Um, you know, it, there, there's a level where some people, they want. But I think some people may feel like they didn't get the opportunity. Yeah. Not feel, but some people aren't given the opportunity. Yeah, and that's. That I'm speaking of. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, maybe they're, I don't know, like at, at EMC, we would have for those QBRs, quarterly business review, you'd have all of sales, you'd have inside sales. You still wouldn't have engineering, but you would have people from engineering, like product and, and stuff like that. And, you know, we had a voice there. It was heard, but it was trumped by deals. Um, so I guess I'm living proof. I mean, yeah. Hey, we raised our hands. We said what we wanted and it was trumped. And then you feel like you weren't even heard. Like it didn't matter. But you uh, were heard. they just, their prioritization you, process is dollar, dollar signs. Well, well, and it's funny because then why didn't they table it that way? They didn't say, Hey guys, here's Get tough, get, and this is what it was. Give us the top five things that you want. Mm -hmm. DLP integration, mobile iron SDK integration, AirWatch, um, you know, just Outlook plugin. Um, and we said that, boom, boom, boom. And then we prioritized them. I mean, they made us stay after sales. We really want to know, is this for sure the priority? Because we're going to tell product to go do it. Okay. So, okay. so but they committed. They, 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 but yes, but the disclaimer wasn't there that, oh, by the way, if a large deal comes in and the number five priority is what they're looking for, it's going to number one and everything's going to push down. That was not put out there. So that's frustrating, especially when they lose the deal. So not only is your voice not heard, but everything gets trumped. So um, now even if, if, even if that process, let's say, wasn't, that didn't happen. Um, Is the top priority delivered upon? Are they delivered is the next question. Because you can be heard all day long and say they can commit to doing it, but does it ever get done? Because in our case, it didn't. None of that shit got delivered not even six weeks, six months later. So I think there's a couple things you got to prioritize. And yes, I think there always are going to be people that aren't heard. Are they important? I can't answer that question. Um, there's, there might be a reason why they're not invited. Maybe they're not directly engaging with the customers because that's who's driving. That's typically drives in software feature requests, you know, like in development. So development needs to say, Hey, here's what we're doing. Is this in line with what you're hearing? And if it is great, if it isn't, what's myth, where are we, where are we crossing paths? And does it make sense to back it up and align um, to make you know our customers happy and, and develop appropriately, um, that's a perfect that 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 would be perfect. That never happens. I don't think. But yeah. the, the more you communicate that way, you can't let customers drive your product 100. You got to do because you've got somebody I've that's got that a vision. Often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got you, somebody. You, you hear that the customer is always right, or or that yeah. or close to it, and then you're like, dude, I'm not. I'll listen to them, but. The customer is one person. That's the thing. Like, if they're one <laughs> business entity, yes. you've got to service million of them, right? So um, if they have a collective voice then, and then they're singing a common thread, i.e. the priority list, that's a different story. Like, 
that's what frustrates salespeople is that, hey guys, if you ask us, we are going to tell you, I will tell you what my customers want because you selfishly, as I mentioned earlier, that's what's going to get me their business faster hmm. and they'll be happy and I'll be happy, frankly. So, um, you know, if there is a common thread out there, hey, we want this, we keep hearing we want this, we want this, then I think they're talking to the right people, meaning they're the other people's voices. Maybe they don't really need to be, I'm not going to say they don't need to be heard because I think everyone should be heard, but maybe not in that forum. And maybe their voice shouldn't carry as much weight because they don't have that direct line that we talked about earlier, communication. And maybe if they do, who is it with? And let's talk to them because if it's somebody that's, you know, not delegated three, three levels down, because um, let's face it, I mean, customer service is not going to be able to tell us what our product should be doing, I don't think, at least unless it's a call center product, maybe. You know what I mean? It depends. I guess it's all. Yeah, about but they're it. also hearing, depending on the company and the, the arrangement, but you got customer service who's also hearing things that are coming in mm-hmm. about, well, I had this problem with this and I've had this problem with that. And, you know, they can iron out some soft points that maybe they're not, they're not talking to other people, in, including people in your own role, because it's not, you know, like you got the person who's signing the check and the higher level people, and then you've got all the people that, Maybe they pay, like you've got a company with a thousand employees, 10 of them are your direct contacts. And then the other thousand are using your product. The other thousand at that other company, they're being heard through customer service. So it's Mm -hmm. either those people get included or customer services comments get included. At least. Yeah. In customer service, I can tell you based on my experience, you, they weren't. Um, just in the EMC and Simplicity in those QBRs, we had, we literally had 80, 60 people in those rooms. Mm-hmm. Customer service were not willing. You had our whole executive staff inside sales, outside sales, marketing, but no one from the, like, I guess you could say the front lines. Yeah. But given, of, given your comment of the prioritization of that is by the money, it was, mm-hmm. it was by the money. So yeah, I, I don't, I can see why they wouldn't include other other individuals because it's 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 you guys it's the sales on the bottom line and the people who yeah. can build it and, yeah. and that's it that's and that's well in enterprise software um I mean, that's i mean that's what they want right like you know you've got a quota you know, the mc was 3.5 million dollars okay so how do i get to that number quickly and the way i'm going to do that is by listening you know, first and foremost to what my customers want and okay where are the gaps and well, I take those gaps back to product and say, here's what they're saying. Can we do it? You know, and then they're like, piss off sales guy. There's 10 other people. <laughs> There's 10 other guys like you that came to me today. But Mike, then I'd be like, okay, I will piss off. But answer me this question. Did they come with you with the same request? Because if they are, then that's perhaps something you should listen to and build. And if it's not, then okay, I'm just nice. Right? So... But that's it not having boil. something in between to, to my, I mean, like we were talking about user voice or something else. I know I've, I've got some vendors that I just, I'm tr- constantly trying to tell them, I don't really care what solution you use. Use Zendesk, use user voice, use your own thing. Get, get Jira, go get whatever, just somewhere where we can all get together and, and talk about it. Sure. Even if there's not a great prioritization system, 
because you got me having an idea over here and someone else having an idea over here. Maybe they're the same ones, exactly like you say. And yeah. stuff's not getting heard. And it's tough to hear it all when you're one person, when you're one sales guy and you've got, like I said at the MC, I had 400 plus customers. You can't see them all, so you can't hear them all. So how do you, how do you understand their needs, right? Yeah. And that you can't scale that way, right? Um, and so now in this role, I like it because it's I got well, I have from the Mississippi to California, Pacific <laughs> Coast, but <laughs> so I, I hope to get to the point where I just need to raise my hand and say, hey, listen. Uh, you know, I need help here. But right now, as it stands, I can say, okay, let's talk. What do you need? Um, let me understand, you know, what are your, what are your use cases? Like, what's your pain? Where are you, you know, are you Ashley Madison? Like, you know, what's not, uh, you know, uh, did you, are you Sony? Are you Target? Like, you know, what type of information? Where's your pain? Where's your leakage? Where's, you know, those types of things. And, you know, and just try to understand what they want. And if they say, hey, do you search this? Like, AKA, do you search, like, Office, do you search, do you, would you, would your product crawl Office 365's OneDrive for Business and on, the, on Azure? Mm-hmm. Well, no, we don't do that yet. And that is a common ask. Like, you can search all this on-prem infrastructure. What about off? Yeah. And that's common. But at the same time, like, oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm going to hear that more and more. So, uh, and some of that's drilling for ideas and, and refining, you know, wh- what it is, what uh, what people are wanting. But once you had identified that, how does it go upstream? How does it get communicated across to all the other people who should have a say? Because at some point, right. that may change their whole life. Like, dude, absolutely. I don't know why that wasn't on the table to begin with. That's a good question. Um, that I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a really good question right now. I can just take it to my boss or I could take it directly to the COO, but that's the benefit of being in a small company yeah. and Iron Mountain, the biggest company I ever worked for, uh, cause the MC, we were a subset of it basically. Um, and we didn't have a place. All employee like, email. Hey, that's all. That's right. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah, just blasted out to the entire. Company. Or I'm sorry, you had to print it and then fax it to everyone or something like that. Yeah, right. Blast fax. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I, you know, these are good questions. You know what? You should have know. This is what if we have another podcast, and I'm totally open to doing these. I think they're fun. Send me the questions beforehand so I can try and have ideas. It. Yeah, I I don't have any problem with that. I. Or would you rather spitball? Well, it may at least is the the fourth time in. The first time, I I really feel bad. (laughs) I mean, I know the first time you try anything, you're you're usually terrible at it anyway. Um, Yeah, this is fun. This is a bad experience. I've never done this before, so this is totally fun for me. No, no, I I really enjoy this. Like the first person I talked to was uh, Justin Jackson. He's a professional podcaster amongst a host of other things too. And so, of course, to him, I, I dial up the call and he's like, uh, no, hold on. He just I am back. Let me go into my booth. I'm like, booth? Like, dang. <laughs> well, he, he just has, as I understand, it's one of the standing, you know, mic uh, booths. Yeah, that, that's cool. It, it probably costs a couple hundred bucks or, or something like that. But, you know, sure well, enough. Yeah, I've good. got I've got a nice mic. Uh, I was 
offhand, I thought, you know what? I've got all this other stuff. Maybe I'll try out a plural site course or something like that um, to teach one of those things. And so I just kind of started going down that path of just talking and seeing what it would take. And and they gave me their spec on, well, you need this mic and you need to do this and you do that. It's like, okay, well, if I'm going to commit to it, if I think I'm going to, and that's always the bad thing, don't like you don't need a professional mic unless you succeed unless you get past the audition you don't need a, a real mic i'm like that makes sense i like training mics. yeah yeah they, they say we're not yeah. going to rate you on the quality of your mic to start with but then i i basically said you know i'm confident if i'm going to do it i'm going to get it now, yeah, I may choose I not to. So, you know, that kind of logic where you're like, I have to buy a mic anyway. It may cost me 50 bucks. So then I went and got this whole setup and and it's it's been nice. But as nice as this is, then I get on the phone with Justin and his is clear. I mean, crystal clear, crystal yeah. clear, crystal clear. I'm like, dang, it sounds like you he sound was recording. Clear, me. Though, man. Yeah, it, it comes through. Clear. It comes through pretty clear. But I have some echo or stuff from the room i'm in um but i don't hear that yeah it, but it maybe that's just because i have a crappy headset on so maybe that's why too yeah so i as far as sending the questions ahead i'm still kind of working on what the questions are and and Got the, it. um yeah i mean i don't mind sending them ahead uh ahead of time i didn't even stick the script and apparently I haven't for anyone I've talked to, which is, I, I think it works better that way, kind of off key. Cause oh, I think so. I mean, yeah, these, I these, these questions, I used to have like 10, 20 of them and they've kind of generalized into things. Um, I actually meant to lead off saying like, this is, this is my belief overall, uh, <laughs> that, uh, the product is a subject used to make people happier. Hence, it's not about products. It's about people. And then it's not a bad way to look at it. You know, I, even if your point is you don't care about the customer at all, you don't care about any of your employees, but the C level or the investor or, or someone, someone is trying to be happy somehow <laughs> and they're yeah. forcing it down. Hopefully you're getting more and, and just saying, so to, to make people happier about a product, you have to have some progress behind it that takes in their input and the way i see that pivoting is by prioritization you got to have communication i, I there's no way to yep. strip that out because you can't even get to the table of prioritization without it but it oh communication always supersedes the conversation about how to make a, a better priority list i agree to talk to people so yeah, it does and, and it does um, it's funny because the app that I sold for EMC was a collaboration software, right? And, mm -hmm. and as well as Excelion. Like so it was interesting because people would talk about like, you know, you could, you could actually have like, let's say, and you can do this, you know, obviously, you know, this, or you can edit, you know, something at the same time. Uh, it's a collaborate in different spots and prioritize. Like what if somebody, like what if you had a group a group that was using your spreadsheet, but they were filling it together as filling it out as one. And so they got into a collaboration room, like a Google yeah. Hangout or whatever, and did that to 
together. That's using, it's leveraging, you know, technology to get to you and, and to, you know, obviously communicate to fill out your priority form, which all goes hand in hand, like you said. I just think yeah. it's kind of cool. I, I just yeah. think how te- technology has evolved so rapidly in, in yeah. so many different ways that it's neat. I mean, the, I love it. The, the other part of the, the user level product that I'll get to um, shortly, some some point shortly, will be more like a SaaS level um, app. The, the spreadsheet was just like this whole other side of what is the very minimal thing I can provide to anyone. Um, and it's not optimal in the case where, because it's a spreadsheet. You, you got to dump the data in there yourself. It's not hard. Sure. It really isn't. And, and the results come out of it are actually pretty pretty slick. Um, yeah, send it to me. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Yeah. I won't, I won't steal it. Hey, I don't it's not stealing if I give it to you, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, but like it, it, a good, a good case that you were talking about. So that other company, you said you had your C level and you had this other person in there, you're fine, including them, but you wanted them. You didn't want to hear them as much. And that's all in there. You can just add the person in there and drop down their volume. I see. That's cool. Well, that's really cool. I mean, it's not that I don't want to hear them as much as that their voice doesn't yeah. carry as much weight. Exactly. Period. That has nothing to do with want. In fact, I do want them there because that shows that helps me lift prop them up Um, from a sales standpoint. I mean, they're your champion, so you should treat them as such. Right. And then, Hey, they did a great job. They helped facilitate this meeting. I mean, that's all that's in my opinion, that's sales. I mean, but yeah, they don't, obviously they don't carry the weight of their manager or their director or their VP or their C level. Yeah. Just like, I don't care. Uh, I guess roughly last question or last question officially from (laughs) from the the cheat sheet. Um, So do you, what people, organizations or products do you feel are actually doing a good job at executing? I I actually wrote down this as prioritizing because that's the subject that I'm kind of focusing on, but the outcome is always execution. If you don't do good at execution anyway, you know, moving the thing forward where people are happy and and stuff like that, if if that doesn't happen, the others weren't happening, obviously. You weren't talking to people. You weren't prioritizing correctly. You weren't building it. So you're talking (laughs) about, like, like if I'm from the outside looking in? Um, Just, just your own you know perspective when you when you look out in the industry and you're like man that that one you know this this person or this uh, this company or this product they're able to move that forward really well they know what they're doing you know you you have I that say sense where you, the, the yeah. first one that came to mind to be honest with you is GoPro GoPro yeah the cameras you know that that people mount to themselves and hmm. you never heard of it it's like it's a their their valuation is over a billion dollars, and it's a simple, simple idea. And they make their cameras smaller and smaller, and lighter and lighter, and quickly and mountable to anything. When you yeah. see, to me, the way they've gone to market is brilliant, and it's, it shows the, the the way they're condensing their cameras mm-hmm. with higher density, like 1080p or 4K. You know, like it's not a 4K. Yet. You know, 
making it easier to use. They clearly listen to the people that they're, they're working with and that use them because the people that use them are action junkies. I've got one and I'm going to, I have an old version and I'm going to be using it. I'm so excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I, 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 I got the head mount and I'm going to get, I might get another one and get the chest mount, but October 1st, I am going to Sonoma for a wedding and my wife and my, one of my best friend and myself are actually flying out. So that's a Friday. We're flying out Wednesday night and Thursday morning. We depart at 6 a.m. on a 51-foot vessel straight out of San Francisco, 35 miles out to sea to the Farallon Islands where the seals are like popping and stuff like that, dropping a cage in the water and going to see great whites. And I am going to get a POV. And that's what, honestly, GoPro is all about. They're strapping the dogs. They're and if you... It's just a simple idea and they've gone to market so well. I just, and they keep, again, just improving their product quickly. I just, that's the first person, the first person, the first company that came to mind when you said that. And okay. I don't have any hard proof. No, but you, I don't, just, you don't need it. I mean, like I, some, something that's helped me help drive. Salesforce would be another one, to be honest with you. Yeah, they've, they've progressed their product quite a bit. Yeah, that's the I don't know them well enough to. to I use them every day. Um, <laughs> They're pretty awesome. The, the what what makes them awesome is that they open up their platform to everybody. So mm-hmm. if you want to integrate with Salesforce, you can do it. You build an app that integrates with them, you can. And they've got some amazing applications that integrate. I'll give you a good example of how to run my business, and I love it. Um, there's an application called Marketo, and what you can do um, is you can take um, and there's another application called Discover Work. So I can take Indiana Lumberman's and I get the IT organization, right? And I see who Randy reports to and who the CIO is and all that stuff. And I can say, click import into Salesforce as a lead. And that all populates in Marketo and Salesforce. So then I can send an email to Randy with links in it um, that looks like it's coming from me, but it's coming from inside Salesforce, automatically logs it as an activity in Salesforce, then I get a lead feed. I get, if you click on that link, you open the email, click on the link, and there's three links, all different things, different products maybe that we offer, and you click on one, I know, I see it and it gets rated like flames, what you click through. I get an RSS live feed of who's opening my emails and what they're clicking through, so I can call you. And I, it streamlines me, it's fascinating. It's so cool. And so you know, I'll dump in like 200 leads, Blast out an email to them next day, open it up, refresh Marketo, and see who, who did what and call them. It's cool. How efficient is that? I mean, I don't know. I think Salesforce does a really nice job of of improving their product for exactly what it's for salespeople and making their lives easier. Like they're focused, it's smart. Yeah. So those are two companies that just came to mind when you asked me that question. Okay. One I have a real use case for, and the other one is just a guess. <laughs> uh, they, they both seem applicable. I mean, you, <laughs> you should check out. I mean, I'm surprised you've never heard of GoPro. Are you, are you kidding me? You play my leg? No, I, I mean, I've, uh, I've seen you probably seen cameras, videos. but it's, it's more like the cameras, uh, the, the output from those have, 
people putting them on uh, on YouTube and such. Like, guess yeah, what? Yeah. I'm jumping off a cliff. Totally. That's what they do. <laughs> and I'm guess like, what? I'm going to see a great white face to face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, well, that's awesome. I, I'm not sure I would do that, but I got the point of view, but, so I'm good. <laughs> it is cool, but they also use them for like research. Like, um, I mean, obviously, I mentioned sharks. I'm a huge shark week fan. By the way, my battery has got the warning is low. Oh here. yeah, we're uh, basically done. So, yeah. Okay, well that's a, I've got a six thirty. I got a soccer game in an hour. And a half. Oh, I'm um, sorry. So <laughs> no, that's it's an hour and a half. It's only ten minutes from now. So I just yeah. want to make sure I'm on time. Um. So. Oh yeah, they like made these. I watched Shark Week, so they made these. Uh, they mounted a GoPro to like this thing that clasps the dorsal fin of the shark so they can like they have to get them close to the boat and they clamp them on and this, you get the POV of the shark like right above its head and they use it for research like to find out where it goes what it's doing what it's eating trying to actually I would wager that nobody's ever seen great whites like you know procreate ever and I would wager that GoPro is going to capture that footage you heard it here first <laughs> it's not gonna be my GoPro, <laughs> but no, you should check out their website. It's pretty. There's some cool stuff on it, and you'll get an idea. Of the, I mean, and here's a good example. So I thought it would be hard, like yeah, it's a little camera. How hard is that thing to configure? Hard. So I called support, and I'm like, listen, did, uh, how do I do this? I'm like, so I had to get the SD card, put it in my computer, download. A, and, and um, some drivers stick it back in the, into the GoPro itself. It picks it up and automatically like uploads, you know, configures the drivers, whatever, does its thing. And then, you know, it's good to go. And I'm talking to the guy. This was like a half hour process. I'm talking to the guy. I'm like, I just, I'm like, honestly, man, I thought this was going to be like plug and play. And he goes, well, it's a pretty high tech camera, dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that. And then so the cool part, Randy, is you download the GoPro app on your phone. You connect it Bluetooth. Actually, no, excuse me. You turn Bluetooth on. You turn wireless on. You forget your home network. It picks up the GoPro the GoPro's as a wireless. Yeah. yeah. And so then you, sh you can see everything on your camera or on your phone. Like you can move the camera around and you will see it. And then you can hit record. You can control it from your phone, it's pretty neat. And there's only a 30 foot range, but I don't know, it's it, the fact that they're integrating with mobile and they're letting you control, like, there's just, I don't know, to me it's like a fascinating product and kids, all these kids are using them, it's amazing. I bought it for my son, he's never used it, but that's why I took it from him, I'm like, oh, I'm using this thing if you're not. <laughs> I'm a big kid, I can play with this. <laughs> so anyway, um, cool. check them out, it's cool stuff. Thank you for listening. Show notes, links, and resources are available at NoPriorities.com. Help the show by subscribing, rating, and commenting in iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at NoPriorities, that's K-N-O-W Priorities. And once again, thank you for your time. I'm Randy Skopasek. Have a great day.